I'm your host, Emily Bolt. I'm an actor, teacher, and a new mom. Once my daughter arrived, I went on the hunt for answers to all my questions about being a working actor mom, and what did I find? Well, practically nothing. So here I am asking all the questions to try to figure out how people do it. How are mothers balancing and not balancing parenthood in this crazy industry? Join me and my amazing guests as we take a real look into the life of a working entertainment industry moms everywhere. We are ending season one of Mommywood on a high note because today's guest is Kyle Dean Massey. And oh my God, I could not be more honored to have him on this podcast. Kyle is such a beautiful human being inside and out. And I'm so grateful that he shared his story and his journey with us. I am just floored by all he's done and continues to do. He is a Broadway actor, a film and television actor, a cartoon voiceover actor. He also started a company with his husband called Elevate Baby, where they match egg donors and surrogates with people in need. They also started a production company together. Oh my god, you guys, what can this man not do? And on top of it all, he is one of the most kind, sweetest human beings. And in this episode, we talk about how for the majority of his life, he thought he didn't want kids. So that journey was really beautiful to hear about. We also talk about him and his husband's journey to get their daughter, Rafa, who, oh my God, is just the most gorgeous baby. And how that journey turned into them starting Elevate Baby and learning about the egg donor and surrogacy process, which was really interesting. And I learned a lot. So I I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I know you will. And please enjoy Kyle Dean Massey. Kyle, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. We have like multiple connections. We do. Yeah. We, went, we, do. we both went to Missouri State. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good old or Southwest. Was it, it was Southwest? So- it was yeah. Southwest Missouri State the entire time I was there. Yeah, it yeah. was Southwest when I started there. And then Cecilia also went, um, but she wasn't there. She was there after me too. So she has a baby. Um, <laughs> but and then you were in Wicked with Sarah. Yes, sister. I was. Yeah, oh. for a long time. Oh, I love it. Oh, it makes me yeah. so happy. And I talked to her all the time. Oh, she's great. She says She's hi the me. best. She's the best. <laughs> oh, well, not only did we do Wicked together, we were on a couple cartoon series together as well. So we've worked together for years she and were? years. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. What a small yeah. world. Oh, mm-hmm. it's, a, yeah. it's a small world out here and you're out west. Where are you? Are you in LA? Are you in Palm Desert? Where are I'm you? Currently in Las Vegas. Ooh, Vegas, baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh what why why Vegas? Why are you in Vegas? I mean, it's kind of a long story, but um, so yeah. my husband and I, we own a company, an assisted reproduction company. Yeah. <clears throat> and um during the pandemic, 
we closed our office, which was on Santa Monica Boulevard, just like everybody else did. And during the pandemic, I think a lot of people were sitting at home and they were like, this is like a great time to become pregnant. And so our business actually did great over the pandemic. And we ended up having to hire a lot of new people. And it just made a lot of sense to hire kind of the best person from the job because our business really kind of takes place in the clouds, even having an office, no one ever really came to it. So we um, hired people kind of across the country. And then we were like, why, why are we going back to office? Like, half of our employees can't even come. So at that point we were paying very hefty California taxes on our corporation. And we, so we're like, let's dissolve. Let's reincorporate in Nevada. Let's move to Nevada and save some money on taxes. So that's why we're here. And actually it's lovely. My husband is amazing. He's a, he's a native Las Vegan. I don't even know. He was actually born here before his family moved to Utah. So I always like to point that out to people. And they're like, where are you guys from? We're like, well, New York, Los Angeles. But he was born here because no yeah, one's born in why. Vegas. You know? <laughs> I know, no. I have one friend who was born in who was born and raised in Vegas. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 very nice. It's it's like very suburban and um Yeah, it's like outside you know. the you know, strip bubble. It's actually mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. of course, you know, we you can fly to LA in 30 minutes or drive in four hours and it's, yeah. it's pretty easy. So it's great. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of your company, do you want to just, since we're, since we're there, do you want to just tell me how that started? How it started? Yeah, sure. I mean, cause it's amazing. Well, when my husband and I first started dating, he like, maybe like first or second date, he was like, I definitely want kids. And I was like, I definitely don't. Um, <laughs> not at all. Oh, and, wow. uh-huh. and for some reason it like, wasn't a deal breaker. I don't know why. Cause it should have been right. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to say he convinced me. I think what I kind of discovered in our path together was that I think it was one of those things like growing up gay, where I knew I couldn't have something, mm-hmm. uh, marriage kind of fell into that category as well. And so you kind of just convince yourself that you didn't really want it anyway, or like, you know, we're going to be more fabulous. We're going to travel. Like who's going to like be way down by kids. So I kind of convinced myself of that. And it took like years of deep programming to be like, oh no, actually this would be great. You know? Yeah. So, um, you know, for, for the gays, it's tricky to have children because you need a lot of help from a lot of people and it's expensive. And while we had, you know, successful careers as actors, I mean, you still have to have like a lot of cash to go through it. And so I had worked some job overseas that just paid me more than any TV show I'd ever even done. And I was like, this is like our baby money. Let's start. Let's do it. So, so we started and, um, and, you know, you, you kind of begin by finding an egg donor and I just gave up almost immediately. It, It felt really icky. I hated it. Um, I couldn't really look at any of the profiles and envision like, oh, that's going to be like the genetic contributor to my future child. It just, yeah, that's odd. It was weird. Yeah. And Taylor, he really got into it because he was so motivated to move forward. And he looked at I don't every agency. He looked at thousands and thousands of profiles and we finally found one that we like and we're excited by. And, um, and so then there's a lot of legal work, a lot of paperwork, that sort of thing. So that's where I was like, this is my wheelhouse. I'm going to do all of this. So you go through all of this and it's emotionally a lot. And then our donor backed out. So we were deflated and it's kind of this big, long journey. 
And I'm already long-winded and we just started this interview. So apology. No, no, please. I am <laughs> but we, um, no, go for it. So one day he was, we were just waking up in bed. I'll never forget it. He turned over to me and he was like, I just feel like I can do this better. And I, I was like, I, you can, you absolutely can. <laughs> it was like one of the few times in my life where I like had 100% faith in him. Not that oh. I don't like support him, but I. <laughs> Like without a doubt, I was like, yes, you can do this and you should, because it's been so bad for us. So he like just did a Squarespace site, didn't have any donors, no legal, nothing, you know, just like created a site and picked a name and I helped like create a logo. And then we contacted our own reproductive attorney who kind of helped us get the legal infrastructure in place, which is enormous. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I like jumped behind it very quickly. And I was doing in the middle of a Broadway show, um, boys in the band, it was a play and the yeah. people in that show were really famous. And Jim Parsons is the actor from big bang theory. Mm-hmm. And so we actually had to rehearse this Broadway show in LA because he had to record oh. big bang theory on yeah. certain days of the week. So we moved the whole rehearsal process out there. So wow. and I was just like the standby for all the really famous people. So I wasn't doing that much. And <laughs> So we were like building, we were just, true, true. Um, (laughs) But like that, you know, that was fine. So we were like building this company and we started, you know, advertising for egg donors. And I also love how the learning entire Broadway show is the easy part of this whole (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, at that point I've been doing Broadway shows for like 15 years and this was like, it was just a play in my mind. I'm like, oh, it's just a play. I I don't have to like learn choreography or like music. (laughs) Like it's just a couple lines here and there. Oh, that's, this is fine. So, um, so we kind of built this on our off time. And I think in our first year, we did like 50 matches. And wow. our second year, we did 100. And our third year, we did 200. And our fourth year, we did 300. It just grew very quickly. Wow. And um, yeah. Were and, you guys um, like, you were advertising and just like putting it out there and people were, it was just well, the thing was, I'll, I'll say the reason why I think we were off put by it. And the reason I felt like we can do this better is because as a same sex male couple going through this, it felt like almost all of the companies were geared towards heterosexual couples. They may have had like a pride flag in the corner, you know, like <laughs> English, Spanish pride, you know, oh it's God. like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you can have more but, empathy and yeah, but you know, they, they were all kind of like loving mother's angel arms, rainbowbabies.com. You know, it was like all the branding was like pink and purple and it, it kind of, it didn't speak to me and it made yeah. me feel like we were doing something like sad. Weird. It's kind of hard to, to say, and I'm not saying that that's wrong. I, I think that appeals to a lot of people, but at the same time, I know that what we've created um, appeals to a lot of people too, not just, I mean, only half of our clients are gay. The other half are, you know, single women or are heterosexual couples. And so I think it appeals to a lot of people where it's not like weepy, 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 you know, you've been suffering for infertility. Now you've got to, now you have to choose an egg donor. It's like, you get (laughs) to choose an egg donor and have your family. Yay. Look at all these amazing women who are willing to help you. So, um, so so you match them with egg donors. Exactly. So we do that. Um, and it's a coordination service. So, um, in this process, there are, I don't know, 50 different players between uh, reproductive attorneys, um, you know, banking, escrow, um, nurse coordinators, physicians, geneticists, psychologists, there's a uh, travel coordination. There's just a lot oh, that goes wow. into yeah. it. 
Um, I wouldn't even... A lot of people are international, so it's you know getting visas and um, cryotank sh- courier services and things like that. So it, yeah. it gets very complicated very quickly. Um, and so we have a team of case managers that you know will take the parents and be like, you have no idea what you're doing. It's fine. And yeah. we're, we're going to guide you through this process. So that's kind of how it works. And then a couple of years ago, we started a surrogacy branch on top of the egg donation. So we, we work in surrogacy as well. Okay. That's what I was curious about. So it's, yeah. so you have, is it part of, it's part of the same company. It's just the, another, brand. it's the same umbrella company. Gotcha. Yeah. But surrogacy yeah. is quite different. And a lot of people don't need a surrogate and some people only need a surrogate. So right. um, they're separated in that regard. It's very complicated. It is very complicated, but I will say it's like, it's good thing you know, they have you. <laughs> <laughs> I will say for the first couple of years when we would get photos of, you know, babies that were born, we would just immediately break it down like full cry fest almost yeah. every day because you, you were like in the trenches with this people, you know, what they've been through, yeah. like, you know, and like, you oh, really she's like, know. Yeah. yeah, we really know. So the baby, it's not you're always happy when somebody has a baby. It's like such a gift, such a blessing. But there's something I think added when you know how difficult this baby was for this person and how severely wanted they were. Mm. Um, When you see them together, it's like, uh, it's the best. That's so sweet. Uh, Speaking of pictures of babies, I could... (laughs) weep over how cute your baby is. (laughs) Oh... My God, remind me her name. And she's her name's like Rafa. Rafa. And she's just like yeah. a, about a year. She'll be a year on Halloween. <gasps> she's a she's a little witchy baby. Uh-huh. Oh my God. I I cannot get over how cute she is. Her oh, full thanks. head of hair. I had a full head of hair like that when I was Were you? when I was born. I don't it didn't grow out quite as beautifully as hers has. hers is really intense it's so cool i mean you could see it on the ultrasound like blowing in the fluid it was wild and then of course you know she's born and everybody is like well you know she's gonna lose it it's all gonna fall out oh, and we're like well okay but why are you even telling me yeah. that like who cares and of I course mean- it never it never did it just yeah. got longer and thicker. <laughs> oh, oh my God. She is a beautiful baby. No, she's thanks. She's so fun. She's the um, best. Just a year. Do you know what she's going to be for Halloween? No, my husband does. He's very into that. So <laughs> it's early. I think um, she's going to be Snow White. You know, she's got oh like a little God. brown hair the and the big like apple face. Oh my God. Her face is truly like a square. It's like a perfect square. Oh <laughs> and so like. Do you just want to like eat her face all day? Devour long? her every day. Yeah. It's like the best. scrumptious. Mm-hmm. My baby, my baby's name is May or Mar- Marion after my grandma. We call her May. Um, and she and just she, got those. She's beautiful. Thank you. She's she is gorgeous. Three months and she's starting to get those cheekies. And I'm like, scrumptious. They're just uh, so scrumptious. Uh-huh. Um, Speaking of, we both have our baby monitors and I love I do. that we're doing this right now. Don't you love watching them sleep? You could just like yeah. sit and watch her sleep. It's so bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. we're like, you're like, please go to sleep. Please go to sleep. And then as soon as I go to sleep, I'm watching videos of her. I'm uh-huh. like, what is wrong like, with you? Should we go wake her up? Should we just, yeah. just wake her up? <laughs> nope, she moved. Maybe she's <laughs> Um. Okay. So when did you... Yeah, I know you moved to LA during the pandemic, but, um, or sorry, to Las Vegas during mm-hmm. this whole thing. Um, and you've 
lived in New York for a long time and mm-hmm. then you were in LA. Did mm-hmm. television stuff bring you out here? Well, you were practicing for the show. But when yeah. did you decide to come and stay? Like live in LA? Yeah. It was really motivated by our IVF company. Um oh, cause, okay. yeah, because it's really centered though it's the industry in the entire world is really centered in California. Oh, okay. um, the laws are just the best in California, be- better than anywhere in the world. And so when, I, you know, the reproductive endocrinologists were opening their first practices 30 years ago, they opened in California because of the laws. Oh. And so it's kind of still, it's still kind of like the epicenter, but no, for years, I, we would go back and forth between New York and LA for different jobs. And in fact, we kept an apartment in LA for several years. Yeah. Yeah. So you both are actors. Mm -hmm. So how do you, what's your secret or not secret, or how do you try and figure it out with like scheduling and stuff like that? Cause that's what my husband's also an actor too. And, um, and we try, you know, do you just like not both work at the same time or you figure it out and get a nanny or, Mm What do you, what do you find yeah. in your, I mean, we I actually do balance how it works out. Yeah. I think for, for, for us, it's more about, do I even want to audition for this role or this project because of what that means as far as, because I think we have both decided like we cannot be away from her for that long. Like I, I just don't want to be, right. know, I, I just, I don't want to be, um, and like, for instance, I was doing a Broadway show when the pandemic hit and um, she was born during during that kind of Broadway shutdown period. And when they announced that the show was coming back, I was like, well, I'm not going to go back and do the show. Like, there's no way. Like, I, what am I going to do? Take my like one month old baby back to New York and be in rehearsals all day? Like, yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. Like, that was just an easy answer for me. Yeah. Um, but then Taylor and I, we shot a Christmas movie together. Yes. It was written for us. So amazing. Mm-hmm. And it was and written s- for you both. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my God. And I so we went and did that. And those things, you know, like these kind of Hallmark lifetime movies, they, they shoot in like a week and a half or two weeks. So it was, Oh really? Oh wow. Yeah. I think the shoot was like 13 days. So oh, cool. yeah, we took, uh, our house manager who stayed with her during, I mean, they're long days, you know, like we were number yeah. one and number two. Um, so you know, we had 12 hour days sometimes. So like, we didn't yeah. see her that much during, during that, but that. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't really come to set cause it was still like COVID rules and stuff. So, but sure. But it was nice. You, cause she was there. She was there with us. Yeah. So you, and you just had someone helping you or exactly her and all that. And then uh, more recently, my husband, he shot another film that shot in Malibu. And mm-hmm. so we just rented a house in Malibu and we're there. And then unfortunately they had a COVID shutdown of two, 10 days. So oh, we, then we were just yeah. all together in Malibu for 10 days. Oh. While the cash recovered from COVID. So, Things could be worse, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a- I think we kind of consider these, these things, you know, Yeah. I think um, everybody is different. And, um, and I think we're also in a position where, you know, we can kind of pick up and go like our other, as I mentioned before, it, it does kind of operate in the cloud. So I can still work from a computer in yeah. Malibu just as well as I can work from a computer here. Right. Um, well, and that's amazing yeah. that you have this other, um, yeah. you have your company, which yeah. I'm sure gives you way more opportunity to be more 
selective in what you're doing. 100%. And I, we both fully understand that, you know, um, yeah. that's not, that's definitely not a choice that we had before. Like, as I mentioned that baby money, I was, I, I yeah. moved to Korea for like five months. Like I would never wow. want to do that, but I'm in a position where I don't have to now, but before I wasn't, you know, like, of course I'm going to go, of course you have yeah. to go do these jobs. Cause that's, yeah, where you don't get to be as your work is, you know? Yeah. Um, I thought baby was coming in. <laughs> um, so when, so I know you said, um, before about like, um, when you decided like, oh, this is actually something I want. I want to have a family. Mm-hmm. Um, what were there any hesitations or fears in regards to like your career with having a baby? Cause like, you know, like we said, there's a lot of like scheduling stuff mm-hmm. and luckily mm-hmm. you're able to like choose what you get mm-hmm. to do. Um, but like, I was afraid of, you know, I guess there's different where I'm like, well, if I'm pregnant for a while and this, yeah. but like, yeah. gonna, I don't know, just any like fears you had or things you think other people had that you were like, I didn't, I was never worried about this or, or maybe I, you I had think, no <laughs> I think it was uh, for me, it was, it was more about, I think just like my age than it was a fear of being a parent, because I think that from the time I was 22 until my late thirties, like I just devoted my entire life to career and endeavors, you know, I mean, it always was number one over everything, like over relationships with (laughs) significant (laughs) others and family and like everything, like it took every ounce of my life. And honestly, that's kind of what it took to be a successful working actor on Broadway. I was going to say it worked out for you. (laughs) It did. And I I mean, I think that's the thing. It's like, I was always in a Broadway show or on Mm -hmm. a TV show or doing something. And it be, because of that, especially Broadway, you know, you get one day off a week. It's and, and on holidays, you do two shows <laughs> every day. So it's not like you have time off to devote to kind of other things. And I think I kind of hit that point in my life. I always told Taylor, it's like, I would like to have a baby um, before I turn 40. And we started this process of IVF maybe when I was like 34 and we froze our embryos. So the embryo, so Rafa, was like in a cryo tank on Wilshire <laughs> for years. And every time we drive by the building, we would wave and be like, hi. hi. Um, but I think it was more about, I'm at a point in my life where I'm actually ready to mm-hmm. find some more balance or ready to begin some new adventures. Um, and I'm willing to sacrifice that because I had given so much of myself to it for so long yeah. and finding that balance um, has been like a joyful thing for me. It didn't give me anxiety. It was actually kind of a lifeline in a lot of ways because you kind of, I don't know, I'm not going to say lose yourself. It's, it's not that it's just, it's like, I felt like I did that. I really, I like really did that. And I really did it well for a long time. Like I'd like to try something else now and do that really well too. I love that. While not giving up who you are, you know, you're not giving anything up, but you're just adding to adding to the bucket. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of, um, a lot of people's fears. I mean, maybe I'm speaking for too many people, but of like, yeah, thinking you're gonna like, Oh, I'm going to be a parent. I'm not going to have any time to myself. Or like one of the things I worried about, which I think is so (laughs) 
silly, but I was like, even before we were thinking of having a baby, I was like, I am just afraid I'm going to love it too much. And Mm, I'm going to want to sit and stare at it and never want to do. And I'm never going to audition again. I'm never going to want to do anything again. I'm never going to make money. We're going to live on the streets because all I want to do is stare on this. (laughs) this I went down a just a hole and, uh, you know, talking to my other sister who has two boys, I was like, what do you do? And she was like, yeah, you do want to just stare at them sometimes, but also you're going to want to leave it sometimes. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. You're the same person. I I do think that for whatever reason, like, especially with actors, I would say more so than people in other professions, but performing or artistic people, I might say that, um, it's, it's like our identity, you know, it's, it is, that's who I am. Like, what do you do? I'm an actor. What are your hobbies? Well, I'm like an act uh, auditioning. Like, you know, it's like, that's just kind of who you are. And there's something really scary about like, maybe taking away a little bit of that. You're like, Mm -hmm. am I still this person? Like, who am I going to be without it? It's just so identifying for us. And I really, like when we moved to LA to really focus on IVF and like left New York, I had a bit of a breakdown because I was like, I'm a New Yorker. I, I live in New York. I work yeah. on Broadway. Like if that's not what I'm doing, then who am I? And mm-hmm. so I feel like I kind of went through that and that change. So I think making the shift to parent was like easier. I know it kind of seems weird that that's kind of my through line, but to kind of discover that you're, I'm, I'm more than just, you know, this or that you can be a lot of things. And yeah. And I like that. Yeah. That's like when in, in the auditions, or where they're like, tell us something about yourself or what's your hobbies? Like mm. those type of auditions that, you know, I, I'm still doing that. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't, what do you want? Like, I'm an mm-hmm. actor. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what's your hobby? Oh God, I act. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> tell me something. Oh geez. I hate that. But at least now I can be like, tell me something. I have this amazing baby. Look what we've done. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny you say that because somebody asked me, uh, we were visiting friends of ours in Georgia, like just new people. And they're like, what are your hobbies? And I even said this to my husband later that night. He was like, he asked me what my hobbies were. And I listed like 10 things. Mm-hmm. And maybe five years ago, I would have been like, I don't, I don't have any hobbies. Like, I don't, I don't have any. Yeah. I kind of, I think it's wild with people not in this industry, because at least in, in, um, in the entertainment business, you have like, down, I get how people do have hobbies because you have a lot of downtime between acting. But it's usually like something you can do in your trailer, or your dressing room. It's like I cross right. stitch or I knit or. I knit. But like my friends back home in St. Louis who have multiple children and I'm like, and they're doing these things like running a marathon and like doing yeah. things outside of like having a full-time job and multiple children. And I'm mm. like, I don't. I don't understand. I mean, I'm just new here, but ah, man, it's Mm -hmm. wild to me. Like how to, you have a life, you have a, and a full-time job and this it's, I mean, I'm getting so much more respect for my parents, any Mm -hmm. parents. And, uh, yeah, it is just, wow. We should just all pat ourselves on the back (laughs) for doing it be kind Um, to yourself yeah (laughs) um well I will say 
I'm curious what, um, how being a father has, has it impacted your, your acting, your, um, I know it's impacted like your choices of like Mm -hmm. jobs, but do you think it's like expanded you as an actor? I know once, once I was pregnant, I stopped not caring as much, but like I stopped worrying Mm -hmm. about like, oh, I should do it this way or they Mm -hmm. want it this way. Um, Has being a parent and being through this whole journey and informed your acting any differently or oh now baby (laughs) yeah I would definitely say so I mean I think I mean not to reduce it to this but like I feel like any kind of life experience that you have if you identify it can make you a better actor because I feel like the more life experience you have you can be a better actor because you can be more truthful in more different types of situations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is kind of what's always been interesting to me about being an actor is that rarely are you playing like an actor. <laughs> I'm so happy that you and I, we went to yeah. like, liberal arts school. Like we got a full education and like had <laughs> sociology and psychology yeah. and anthropology <laughs> classes and philosophy classes. And I do think that's important because those are the people that you're that you're playing, those are the people that you're trying to like embody. And I think it's, that experience is good. I would also say that to your point of um, like, oh, I just don't care as much. Like I'm not in my head as much. It is like freeing, I think in a lot of ways when you're like, you know what? I'm not spending a hundred percent of my time caring about myself. There's something really nice about that. You know, you hear missionaries say this a lot. My husband went on a Mormon mission like years ago, which is hilarious. Oh, wow. but, <laughs> but but I've heard it from other people too. It's like, it's the most amazing time of my life because it was always about somebody else all day, every day. And mm-hmm. it's weird now when I hear that, I'm like, that kind of sounds amazing, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, you're not, it's not like you have a, a magnifying glass on yourself because you've got other issues. You have things that are more important, um, yeah. that are more important to yourself. And there's something really beautiful and freeing about that but also not like it's a responsibility obviously yeah for sure it's it's definitely like especially as actors being like what I look like what I sound like what I it is all like me 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 and it's like I'm annoyed with myself (laughs) like yeah I'm ready for well you heard how many times have you been told you know it's like people would say to me like, oh, you got the job because you don't need it. You know, you've got, you're in that long running Broadway show. I'm like, you can go in the room and you can have a great audition because you don't need the job. And it's like, I do think there is something to be said about that. I think people can smell desperation, like on a date or an audition, whatever it might be. People are like, you're trying a little too hard for this right now. Your, your energy is a little amped and (laughs) I'm not buying it. You know? Yeah, it is. It is hard. And there's no way to fake that no yeah like there just isn't it's not yeah it's because you know needing that job which like I still I mean still need the job still want the job it's Mm -hmm. like you just have those those other that baby is more important yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes I think like, you know, the, not the desk, there's a fine line between desperation and like a drive. 
for something yeah, for sure you know but when they're when it is desperate i mean we all we, we we've seen it everyone's seen it <laughs> we all know <laughs> um okay so please tell me i have to say your instagram and your husband instagram is just the most beautiful thing i've ever seen <laughs> Please tell me your life is not always. Oh, well, you know what? I hope your life is always as, as Instagram perfect as it looks. But oh, tell me there are struggles and that she poops all over the place sometimes. Like, because it just looks like you guys are in heaven 100% of the time, which, listen, I do hope you are. But is it like what? I mean, I will say you- we are. She's a dream. She's a total dream. <laughs> I can't lie. She really is. She's a total, total dream. Of course she'd like, I remember, I don't know, she's probably two months old or something. And I went to change her and I came back in and I was like, well, it happened. I caught her poop in my hand. And, (laughs) and why was it cute? It's cute. It's like actually cute. cute. It's, it's so gross and weird to say that, isn't it? Um, No, it's funny though. Cause my, I'm not a, my husband is a prolific Instagrammer. And sometimes he does these stories and I'm like, gosh, that's beautiful. Where is that? Oh, that's our, that's our backyard. You know, it's like, sometimes he has a way of framing things. So I'm like, that's really pretty. Like, I mean, it's pretty in real life, but you made it look really nice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. She is. She is such a sweet baby. You guys look just incredible. She's getting really fun. I think it's, I'm really into all the developmental milestones and all of that. You know, like I, I'm, I rejoice every time she picks up like a new skill and I just yeah. am delighted by it. Like right now she started kissing us, which I'm dead over. And you're like, can I have a kiss? And she like, oh, and I God. crumble. She it's the best. Recently, didn't she? Yeah. Oh my God. I've been saying it to her since she was born. Like literally the moment she was born, I was like, dad, 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 dad. Of course she says, mama, mama, mama for like, the first six months of her life. I'm like, where did you hear that word? <laughs> You're like, God damn it. Do you, do you guys, are you both dada or do you have, Oh, we don't or, know. I mean, we does, have no yeah, idea. you'll see you what know. happens. Yeah. But, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. Like, it's tricky. So like I would, um, yeah, it's tricky. It, it's tricky. Cause I called my dad Dino. His name is oh. Dean. My name is Kyle Dean. My dad's name is Dean. And I always called him Dino. I mean, like my first words were Dino. Um, oh. And so I thought, gosh, I would like to be called Dino as well. But my dad, all of his grandchildren call him Dino. Oh, yeah. So, you can't be Dino. <laughs> yeah. So I can't be Dino. So I have to settle Grandpa's for like, Dino then. Yeah. You know. Dad or Dino or dad or daddy or dada or I don't know. I don't want to be like Pops. It makes me feel old. <laughs> yeah. That's that's more of a grandpa name, I would think. I agree. Pops. I agree. Yeah. We got a, we got a pawpaw is what ours is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which like they've, yeah, it is nice when, you know, there's other, the other grandchildren have already set yeah, the name. Established like, right, name. Well, that's what you are. <laughs> well, what's that's- funny is, you know, I, you hear it from people all the time. Like the kids kind of decide, you know, you can say what it is, but you yeah. know, my mother, make it up. I've always called my mother, mother, which Taylor thinks is so weird. Mother, but I, that, that is, that's very. She like- called her mother, mother. I've always called my mother, mother, but like, you know, one of my some of my sisters call her mom. Some call her mama. Yeah. They call Dino. Uh, some of them call him daddy. Someone calls him dad. Like we all call our parents something different. So huh. I'm sure our kids will be no different. Maybe they'll, they'll many, decide. How many siblings do you have? I have three sisters. Oh, okay. Are you, where do you fall? 
second. We're all very close in age. We're oh. about we're like two years apart, all of us. So at this point, we're all like, yeah. Where are you originally from? I grew up in Arkansas. Oh, okay. Is your family mm-hmm. all still there? Most of them. I have one sister who lives in St. Louis area. Oh, okay. And she's lived there since she was in college. So, you know, over uh, 20 yeah. years now. But yeah, no, they're all still in Arkansas. We were just there last week, actually. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was going to ask, how do you, how do you do? I know you said you have help out here, which is great mm-hmm. and amazing. Um, how do you deal with like being away from your family? Do you get to see them? often my mom is visiting right now she's here for (laughs) two weeks which is great but we have such a small space that like it's not Uh, uh uh-huh yeah no 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 yeah um, yeah but how do you do you just visit a lot do you visit there do they come out here like how often yeah you know I mean I feel like uh, obviously COVID kind of put a damper on things um Mm -hmm. As far as us seeing each other, like we probably didn't see each other for a year during COVID. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we travel out there. Um, most all of them have been here to Vegas. Um, a lot of them have come out to Palm Springs, and of course they would come to New York all the time when I was doing shows. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Arkansas is tricky. It's not like a place really on the way to anywhere. It is your destination. It's not like, <laughs> yeah. hey, we're going to New York. We're going to stop by for a couple. No, it's like, we're going to go to Arkansas. We're going to be there for a week. We are going to eat catfish. Yeah. And um, and then we're going to come home. <laughs> yeah, it's a different world out of the Midwest. It's so, it is nice. Ever, like every, when I go and visit, I haven't been with the baby yet, but yeah, going there, it's like, huh, life would be different I don't want to say easier I tend to say easier but it's like well you get uh, it when you have a kid you're kind of like gosh wouldn't it be nice if there was like some family around where you're like you know what we just can we drop our kid off with you for just for a little bit and like go have dinner or something like that's never an option for us it's always like let's get the nanny over let's coordinate with her like we're going on a cruise um in January and it's like we're going to get her a room. Oh, does she have a passport? We don't even know. It's like, you've got to like figure out so many things, so many things to make sure that you can just go places and do things that, you know, before we're yeah. just like, yeah, let's go. Let's. Yeah. Oh my gosh. An overnight. Little baby passport. <laughs> oh my I gosh. No. And it's so cute. Uh, you like, mm, don't smile in your picture. <laughs> That's right, girl. Just a little smile. Um, uh, yeah, it is why because my sister who still lives in St. Louis and she's like 20 minutes from my parents and she gets to be like, my mom's over there twice a week at least. And and it's funny because now she's out here for two weeks and my sister's like, well, what am I supposed to do? And I'm like, you also have the other set of grandparents that's five minutes away. And I'm like, no. it's so nice because I, no. I nanny as well so I know how much mm. some of them can charge because I am mm. oh yeah up there yeah and I'm like I don't I don't make as much I also work at the children's theater and I'm like I don't make as much at my regular job as I did nannying so it's like well I mean because think about it I mean it's such a it's a job it's a well first of all it's a major job but secondly Huge. It's like, who am I going to trust with my baby? Mm. Like, like who, who? And you know what? Actually, 
some some of our family I would never want to leave our daughter with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm like, she has a schedule. She goes down at this time. Well, she didn't seem tired, so we didn't put her down. And when you're paying somebody, it's a little bit Probably. easier to be like directive. But I'll, I, however, I will say like this being our first baby, our um, like our helpers have schooled us. You know, they were the oh. ones coming in and being like, your baby Bretta, have you tested it? I was like, tested it for why? Like it sometimes doesn't dispense the proper amount of formula. We're going to test it right now. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Let's do that. You know, yeah. when's, what's her you. schedule? I don't know. I, she has a schedule. Yeah, she has a schedule. I've written it out for you. This is it. And you have to follow it exactly. Like stuff like that where we're like, this is awesome. Like, yeah. thank you. Do you guys, well, speaking of schedule, do you guys like use, well, I know she's a little bit older now, but did you, or do you like you, we're using like this app to help us like with like now, you know, mm. she doesn't totally have a schedule either, but like, it helps us like figure out when her naps should be throughout the day. And like, yeah. just keeping track of when she like mm-hmm. eats and stuff. Has there any, has there been anything you've used? Like we did that all that. that yeah. Helpful? We used, um, I think we used hatch is what we used, yeah. um, to log her feedings um because it was we had it was me and my husband we work from home so like we're always around her but yeah. then we had like our night nurse and then we have another person who works in our house every day mm-hmm. and so there were four different people feeding our baby and so sometimes you're like oh yeah did she eat how much did she eat i don't know how much to give her you know it was like yeah. a fear um so that app was really helpful for us because everybody had the same login everyone could just log and then when we okay. woke up the next yeah. day we could see like what the night nurse, how much she ate and how much we could expect and all that. So that was helpful. Yeah. Um, so night nurse as- feeds her throughout the night. So you yeah. guys can sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Give me one of those. Yeah. It was I'll pretty great. Um, we did. Um, Actually, she's sleeping through the night already. So, so that's great. And she yeah, did too. So at three, we, me. we let go of our night nurse at three months. Cause she was sleeping 12 hours. Yeah. And so we were like, good okay, girls. Right. really good um and I know that's not the case for a lot of and I can guarantee our next baby won't be like that but um yeah are people already asking you are you wanting more oh yeah oh yeah now that you said it I'll ask you (laughs) yeah 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 definitely that's always been kind of our plan as soon as Mm -hmm. they've had one they're like so when's the next one it's like give Mm -hmm. me freaking break please (laughs) (laughs) yeah no she's great I mean she's gonna be one year old um like in next month so yeah. yeah we want to yeah how when do you think you want to soon like probably as soon as possible i mean we we own a surrogacy agency so yeah, it's not like we have a shortage of surrogates but yeah. i think it's just about <laughs> we want you know we just want to make sure that we find the right match for yeah. us and can i ask but, is it do you then do you get to choose if if the sex of the baby yeah. So there's something when you go through IVF and you do create embryos, there's something called PGTA, which is pre-implantation genetic testing and your uh-huh. And it's basically just a, it's a biopsy and it tests for chromosomal abnormalities. So uh-huh. it's looking for things like down syndrome, Turner syndrome, any right. list of chromosomal abnormalities. So it's not looking for like inheritable diseases, but it's just something that they look for because um, I'm not saying that, you know, the quality of my mother was a special ed teacher. I, I think people who have chromosomal abnormality um, syndromes throughout their life 
live very fulfilled lives. It's just that each transfer takes a lot of time, energy, and money, um, and emotional energy as well. And 90% of the times, those chromosomes, they automatically do not take or miscarry. They, They just don't. The body automatically will reject them. And so you test for that. But the byproduct of, of PGTA is that you see all the chromosomes, like you actually see them and yeah. you can see the 23rd chromosome, which identifies gender. And so yeah. you can choose. Um, they're also, you know, graded. So you might hear people that go through IVF, we chose the most, the healthiest embryo. Mm-hmm. Um, and other people have real gender preference for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and we were one of those people. We really wanted to start with a girl. Yeah. Um, we just did like, that was just like our dream was to have our oldest child be a girl. And so, so we, we deliberately chose a female embryo. So are you going to choose for the next one or going to let we, it be, or what do you think? No, we are, we are going to choose a next one, but you know, what's interesting about this. Oh no, I'm happy to talk about it. I think people get kind of weird about it. They're like, it's playing God. I'm like, it is not playing God people. It just is not. Um, I think people say that they really just don't understand kind of how it all works, but um, Taylor and I, we, we had, we each are genetic contributors. So meaning like we had an egg donor and we split her retrieval. So there are some embryos that are created with my genetic material and some oh. embryos that are created with his genetic material. Okay. All of our kids will be related through the egg donor. So they'll, they'll all be half siblings, but some will be mine and some will be his. And so that's kind of how it works. So, so will you says, know which? Yeah. Oh, of course, you know. So, is, so then you, can I ask, is she your, yours or his? Yes. I mean, so, I, sorry, I that probably came out the wrong way. I know she's no, 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 no. Of course, <laughs> but, of course, no, and no offense there. Um, Rafa is genetically related to Taylor. Okay. And one of the reasons we did that is be, was because of the gender selection. Um, we thought oh, we, we want to start with the girl. We'd like for the second one to be um, a boy. But of the embryos that I have, I only have one male embryo, and like oh. they don't always take. You know, right. So like, I think what we'll do is, um, we, I mean, we actually haven't decided, but I think we will probably transfer the male embryo, but if it doesn't take like, great. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would be more than happy to have like a house full of girls. So we are yeah. such girl dads. We love it. So it's, you know, there are some people who, for whatever reasons, everyone has their reasons, Yeah. Um, you know, they, they really want like a certain gender and we're not like that, but you do have to choose. Like there's not a, there's oh. not a, there's not a, a world where you're like, oh, you guys just pick one that that's illegal. It's oh. so like you, you do have to pick. Yeah. I guess that makes you, sense. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're never not blame it on of, anybody else. <laughs> no, you're never not in a position of choosing the gender. You, you always do. Cause you choose the embryo, which embryo do you want to follow? Oh. You have to sign all this paperwork. So, <laughs> so oh, people tell you like, we didn't yeah. choose, like, that's not really how it works. Yeah. You, did. Yeah. you had to, um, oh, wow. That's interesting. Okay. And so then when you have a surrogate, it's not their egg though, right? The surrogate right. is just the carrier of the mm-hmm. embryo. Yeah. But what's cool about it is like, you know, the surrogate is actually builds the baby. Like it's the surrogate's proteins. It's, it's her, it is her fluids that actually build the baby. I know it's kind of weird, but sometimes like you can think of an egg donor as like the architect 
and the wow. the surrogate is like the contractor the person yeah. who's actually like hammering the, the house yeah. together <laughs> you know so they they each have such an enormous part in this process and for us we're we're close with both our donor and our surrogate and you know they're like oh, that's lovely. queens yeah yeah um and is it is it true that like to be a surrogate you have to have had mm-hmm. a baby your mm-hmm. your own maybe or just had a well I guess it would be you have to well no you have to be raising your own child so even if you have given birth to a child but you give it up for adoption can't be a surrogate huh do you know mm-hmm. do you know why that is yeah That's of course i mean there's it's there's something called the asrm the american society for reproductive medicine and they have a list of guidelines and there are one million considerations that go into qualifying a surrogate to be a gestational carrier and one of the huge components is a psychological component. Mm. And so um, they, they want to make sure like your family is set, you know, even though you, you don't have yeah. a genetic link to this child, you really are just kind of cooking That's the baby. Yeah. Like they want to make sure that like, you're good. Like you have your own family. Mm. There's a lot of questions about stability. Um, you have to be financially stable. You have to have given birth and be raising your own child um, along with all of the medical criteria. So to give you some, uh, just a look into how things kind of work behind the scenes, we get hundreds of applications every month and we accept about 0.5%. Wow. And I wish it was more. It's not like we're being really picky. It's just that, that that's how hard it is to become a surrogate. That's good though. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's funny because I feel like anytime there's something about surrogacy in the press, it's very like clickbaity mm-hmm. surrogate decides to keep the baby or you know like things yeah. like this and i'm like this doesn't happen Th- yeah this doesn't happen when it's actually done according Correct. to the to the laws and the and the actual i mean there are laws you have to follow as well and so these are situations where somebody found somebody on craigslist and was like hey um Aww. let's let's try to like do this and then it goes wrong surprise surprise you know? yeah <laughs> um but I mean, in, most things in, would go wrong on Christmas. In, in practice, like it's not exploited. It's not exploitative. It's not, um, it's yeah. the most wonderful, amazing journey that, that two families go through together Yeah. Um, to create the most beautiful thing. It's, it's an amazing thing. Will you use, would you use the same, um, egg donor and surrogate or one? Yeah. So the egg donor, when you go through that, you're done. You know, like I said, the, our embryos oh. are still like chilling. Um, oh, gotcha. Yeah. You know, okay. So like you're done, like that part's kind of, you're, you're done there. Yeah. But the surrogates, I mean, our, our surrogate was an, an absolute powerhouse. Like we would only be so lucky to have her again, but you know, she's had three children of her own and then a fourth oh, yeah. to us. So, and also like our timeline is probably a little bit closer than she would be willing to mm. do have another yeah. baby. <laughs> so, um, probably not, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I'm sure you'll get the perfect next person. If I hope so. Maybe. Um, that's, that's so incredible. I love what you guys are doing. And I, I, I'm so glad that that fulfills you both so much. It's, it makes me so, so happy and so happy for that. Other people can go to you both. That's wonderful. Um, so 
Uh, I could talk to you forever, but I will ask you one last question. What do you think um, as, as a parent, what has been, or just as a human, what has been like, um, like a lifesaver for you in the past, in the past year? Oh gosh, Uh, that's a great, like either a product or a mantra or, Hmm. you know, anything that's been like, this is, this has helped us. Mm-hmm. We've gotten shushers. We've gotten, mm-hmm. you know. You know what I will say is that I found that my favorite products, baby products, just in general, were things that I could operate with one hand. Mm-hmm. And and there are so many things like there are certain bottles. There are like wipe dispensers. Um, <laughs> they're like shampoo bottles. You know, when you're giving your, you know, if you have to like take it and hold it and press it oh, yeah. in order to do that, rather than like the pump. Like anything that you can do with one hand is amazing because you have to hold on to your baby with the other yeah, hand. That's true. You know, you're like holding them, or otherwise you have to put them down every single time. And yeah. so I just found that anything that operates like with one hand is it's is is the best. As far as mantras though. Okay. My <laughs> sister-in-law turned me on to this. So Rafa, it, she I can't really underline how she's just a great baby, but every once in a while she'll get fussy. Um, sometimes like in the car too. And like, what can you do? Like, you know, they're in the back seat facing backwards. Like there's really nothing you can do. So my sister-in-law who has five children, she's like super mom, super mom. She's, she's like, you have to play on Spotify Rama Dasa. And it's like this. Writing it down. I don't know if it's, what is that Sanskrit or I, I have no idea what language it is, but it's this 15 minute like chant. And a baby i'm not even kidding it's it's actually magic like if she's screaming you just hit play on that and it goes and she's silent completely silent for 15 minutes tell me what it is again because my baby will scream at me ra ma da sa ra ma da sa wait let me look it up let me look it up so i can tell you the artist too because it's it really is like it's magic Cause when that, she told me, she was like, if she's ever fussy, like play that and they chill out. I'm like, mm, okay, whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know, she's, she's happy most of the time, but when she's overtired, she just mm-hmm. will scream in my face. I'm like, I'm glad you have your voice. Let it be heard. Mm-hmm. But please girl. <laughs> okay. Here it is. Ramadasa Snatam Kaur. Okay. It's her, her name is S N A T A M last name. K A U R. I'll I'll get in that. It's I'll, awesome. I'll, yeah, I'll email <laughs> you for the thing, and then I'll link it in. But that's amazing. Oh, I'll uh I'll test it out for sure the next time, probably in an hour <laughs> when she wakes up. And um, honestly, like it's it's great for like us too. I hear it, and I'm I'm like, mm, whatever you're supposed to. Yeah, yeah, I find myself having to do that a lot it's nice just calm yourself you're like this I try a this too shall pass (laughs) you know what you're at that at the point too where it's like when she does when you can set a schedule I think that was probably one of the biggest things for us too because then you can count on ready for a schedule yeah you can count on like I'm gonna have an hour and a half here or if they're younger like I'm gonna have two hours here where I can actually like do this 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 and this yeah and then I can go get her and spend and spend time with her and like be present with her. And then when she goes down again, then I can do this and this and this. So it kind of 
I don't, I, I like structure. I, I'm like a structured mm-hmm. person. I always feel Me like too. the busier I am, the more I can get done because. Oh, if, if I have I a day have, off, I'm like, uh, I'll do nothing, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> when you have all day to do something, sometimes you're like, oh, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Yeah. But when you have like that two hour window, you're like, this is it. We're doing it now. Yes. That's yeah. I'm nice. very much like that. Yeah. I asked my, uh, her pediatrician if I was like, well, can we sleep train? Yeah. And she's like, not yet. And I was like, oh, damn. All right. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I think she's been through the night. So it's fine. Yeah, I think she started like three months or something. But yeah. Oh, have there's... you guys done, have you heard of, um, baby led weaning? No. What is that? So one of my sister-in-laws, it, we, we have like 30 nieces and nephews between a Catholic family and a Mormon family. Like we got a bunch. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we were the last to have children too. So they all have kids. So oh, that, um, that's, I'm sure you also get a lot of, uh, unsolicited advice. as well. <laughs> yeah, of course, obviously. Um, but a lot of it is like really good. Yeah. You know? helpful. Um, yeah. yeah. And this was like, um, there's this website, it's called solid starts. It's not for everybody, obviously, but, um, like you don't ever really do puree foods. So like when you, when they turn six months, it's like a guide mm-hmm. on what food to give your baby and how to prepare it and how to oh. cut it. And um, it's so cool. Cause we, we love to eat out and in Vegas, we've got great restaurants here and we just take her. She's a great dinner date. And Aww. so like, we'll go and she just eats what we eat. So if, if you're having like a mushroom risotto, oh. she's like, yum. Like she loves mushrooms and That's like tofu what is this? and what was it called again? I'll it's email baby led weaning, but this, um, the app is called mm-hmm. solid starts and the app oh. is really like essential Love because, <laughs> yeah, because it has photos of like how to, how to cut up this banana for a six month old. And you oh. know what the answer is? You don't, you just give him a whole banana. It's crazy. It's really okay. like weird yeah. to, yeah. but she, she has like a wide she eats a wide variety of food. She has a huge palate and oh. she can chew. And it's kind of awesome. fun just to take her out to, you know, like oh when we go God. out to eat, they're like, do you like your kids a- menu? Here's yeah. No kids menu for her, please. And we're like, no, like mac and cheese. No, like, yeah. Chicken she'll have, she'll have the salmon with the side of asparagus. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, that's what she's going to have. And she loves it. Oh my it. God. Rafa. It's, it's fun. She's killing it. <laughs> She's great. She's a great little date. I love her. Um, Well, hopefully I'll get to meet her someday. They can have a play date. Oh my Um, gosh. It's it's so fun. Just put them together and squeeze them so Mm -hmm. much. Um, Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. Time and chatting. I could ask you a million questions, but I will let you go. But thank you so much. And I wish you the best of luck with everything and, and baby number two, eventually best of luck. Yes. Thank you, Emily. Mudge for my theme music. And don't forget to follow Mommy Wood Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And please leave a nice review and a few stars while you're at it. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of Mommy Wood and take care.